Hello and welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast hosted by me, Joanne Murphy. Whether you are an athlete, adventurer, endurance enthusiast or simply have an interest in sport, you have come to the right place for inspiration, encouragement, motivation and as always, plenty of entertainment. How are you this week? It's been a bit wild on the weather front, but I have to say it's great to see a fine stretch at both ends of the day. It may not feel like it with all the wind and rain, but summer isn't too far away. I worked my first in-person real-life gig last Saturday at the RTE Operation Transformation 5K in the Phoenix Park, a fun, friendly and completely heartwarming event, with the majority of the 5,000 participants completing their first ever 5K. I don't think I've ever seen so many people so happy crossing a finish line with the biggest smiles on their faces. It was such an uplifting event. The weather was less than ideal, but everyone embraced it and enjoyed it completely. The Operation Transformation leaders John, Stefano, Katie, Sarah and Kathleen were superb, with each of them completing their 5k in style. There was lots of emotion on the finish line as their families and supporters welcomed and congratulated them across the line. It really was a great morning and so good to get this year's announcing season started. In other news, the Bike Ball and Robe Ultra due to take place next month was cancelled last week, which really is a pity and now leaves a gap in my calendar for racing. It's back to the drawing board to see what I might do instead. With lots of announcing booked in for the next few months, it's difficult to find a suitable gap in the diary to allow me to firstly find a race on a weekend I'm not working and then find a race that allows me a clear run to the race date without lots of travel and back-to-back weekends of working. First world problems, I know. So I've started back running again and plan to start swimming again as well, not just dipping in the sea. So we'll see where that might take me. Maybe there is a triathlon in my future for 2022. Hashtag watch this space. In the meantime, I'm jumping on the gravel bike bandwagon and have signed up to -to back-to-back gravel races this weekend. Saturday, I'm doing the final race of the Galway Bay Cycling Club Bog Trials. And then Sunday, I'm heading to Newport in Mayo for the race face events Rocky Mountain High Enduro Style 40k event. That should keep me out of trouble for the weekend. Hmm, Maybe not. There's been plenty going on behind the scenes at TTS HQ for the past few weeks. First up, we have teamed up with Gillian Mooney of Team Joe Barr to deliver a performance nutrition event on March 2nd for female cyclists. There are only a handful of places left for this virtual event, so be sure to sign up sooner than later. This weekend sees the February edition of the Castle Race Series Virtual Races. With 14 events to choose from across swim, bike and run, you are spoiled for choice in choosing a virtual race. Now, I've got a 25% discount for all Castle Race Series events in the UK and for La Coutre Castle Triathlon in Galway. If you use the code TTS252022, all numbers, you can avail of the discount. You can find all details for the Performance Nutrition event and the details for the Castle Race Series and La Coutre Castle Triathlon discount over on TryTalkingSport.com. Finally, I've teamed up with the crew from Nuisan, the natural Irish-made skin and body care company based in Salt Hill in Galway, who have been big supporters of what I've been doing over the past few months. I have been using their skincare products in recent weeks and am in love with them. Their Active CBD Muscle Gel is my new favourite recovery product. With all the biking I've been doing the last few weeks, the gel has helped my legs no end and is such a lovely treat to use after a hard training session. Check out the products on www.nuasan.com. That's N-U-A-S-A-N.com. Use the code TTS15 to get 15% off purchases on the site. Now to this week's guest. Irish elite triathlete Aaron McConnell is a multiple national champion and junior triathlete of the year who has been embracing a life in sport from an early age. Swimming from the age of four, she joined the Triathlon Ireland youth squad at 15 and hasn't looked back since. Racing at home and abroad with some impressive results, she continues to pursue her dreams and life in sport. In June of last year, she raced in the Europe Triathlon Aquathlon Championships, where she took home a bronze medal in the elite women's race and a silver medal in the under-23 women's race. An important result for the then 20-year-old Newton Ards athlete who is hoping to secure a start at the Commonwealth Games later this year and has her eyes firmly set on Olympic qualification for Paris 2024. Other impressive results from the young athlete include Sprint Triathlon National Champion Elite and Junior Women in 2019. She finished third in the Triathlon Ireland Aquathon National Championships in the same year. In 2018, she took home the silver medal in the Triathlon Ireland Elite Women's Sprint Triathlon National Championships and claimed the bronze medal in Bucharest in the ETU Triathlon Junior European Cup. Balancing her training, college life and working to support the pursuit of her ambitious sporting goals is almost a full-time job in itself, but she has fully committed to chasing her goals and living the lifestyle to support them. Erin McConnell is a dedicated and determined athlete. Behind her steely determination is also a desire to have fun and enjoy the process. 
embracing the opportunity to follow a passion for a sport that she enjoys to the full. Watch this space. Erin has the world at her feet and is ready to soar and fly the flag for her club and country on the international stage. Grab a cuppa and enjoy the show. It's a great one. Erin McConnell, welcome to the Try Talking Sport podcast. Finally, getting to chat with you between your busy schedule, my not so busy schedule, back to your busy schedule. We finally managed to get ourselves together today on Wednesday, the 9th of February. You're so welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks. So where in the world are you and what have you been up to for the past couple of weeks? So I'm at home at the moment. I have just had COVID, um, which is not so good, but I'm glad that I have it kind of over and done with and hopefully not going to catch it again. Um, I'm lucky that I'm at home and not away somewhere, getting locked up in a room. Um, But yeah, no, just back to kind of slow training and building it back up again. What have you been doing for the past uh, few days in isolation? Have you been Netflix binging or have you been studying and doing your dissertation? What have you been up to? Honestly, I have been doing my dissertation. I've just been trying to crack away at it and get some of the stuff done as much as I didn't want to do it I just thought like can get like loads of it done now then yeah it's done and dusted so yeah I've been just kind of doing that. So are you telling me you did not watch one episode of anything on Netflix over the past seven days? (laughs) Maybe one or two episodes of Cheer but other than that I swear I did my dissertation. If anyone asks you a junior dissertation, for the listeners who don't know who you are, now many of our Irish listeners will, of course, know who you are. But for those who don't, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background in sport. Um, yeah, so I've loved sports. I was, you know, and new age. Yeah, and I started triathlon when I was 15 and did my first triathlon when I was 16. I was always involved in swimming. So I come from a swimming background and then just kind of ran fitness for you know, swimming kind of in general. I was also an Irish dancer. I went to the World Irish Dancing Championships in Glasgow. I think that might have been maybe 2010. And so, yeah, um, I love a bit of Irish dancing and I'm not sure there's a video floating about an Instagram somewhere from the Irish dancing in Lanzarote. Um, Yeah, I just love doing sport and stuff. And then, yeah, triathlon has just become such a big part of my life swimming from the age of four so those early mornings have been part of your life a long long time what age are you now 21 yeah yeah 21 everyone kind of says to me like oh my days I don't know how you get up that early and yeah okay I'm finding it a little bit harder now just with like loads of stuff going on uni work and stuff but I think even before when I had such a schedule of you know getting up going swimming and then going to school when it was like specific times I think like it just became a routine and that was my uptime anyway and it actually set me up for the day even before exams or anything like that like I kind of it didn't bother me going swimming it was kind of like a clear your head sort of thing set you up for the day and then off to school now it's kind of nice because I do have a little bit more time to kind of nap as well and which I'm trying to maybe focus on a little bit more this year just with uni and stuff but yeah no I actually like the early morning to get I got it done and dusted um, and then my dad was kind of coaching at that time as well. So I kind of had him to get up with at the same time. And yeah, off we went to swimming. So yeah, it's good. I think anything before six o'clock in the morning is the middle of the night. So what time do you get out of bed in the morning? Um, so we're in the water at half five. So kind of pre-pill at about five o'clock, so 20 to five. And what time do you yeah. go to bed at night? It depends again on your only work and what I'm doing and training wise. But I try to get into bed about half nine, quarter to ten. If not, try to be asleep for half nine, but it's hard sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say half nine, quarter to ten is quite late for somebody who's getting up at half four, 20 to five in the morning. It's a bit late. It is, Um, yeah. You mentioned that your dad was coaching as well. So were your mum and dad very sporty as well when you were growing up? Was that a big influence in your life in terms of uh, you getting involved in swimming and triathlon? Yeah, I think definitely my dad, because he was always involved in swimming. And I think that's obviously where although swimming's like good to learn when you're younger I think that's obviously where it kind of came from um and he was always like swimming and running and stuff and he competed whenever he was younger um and then my mum she is into the horses so she does a lot of like cross country and show jumping and everything with two horses that she has so she loves that but yeah and we're all kind of sporty and love kind of little adventures and activities and stuff yeah I suppose that the trend is that uh, when you reach a certain age, definitely for female athletes, they kind of fall back out of sport. But at 15 years of age, you were just getting stuck into triathlon. Do you think is that what kept you in sport? So it wasn't just the swimming. It was now this whole new world of triathlon and a whole new world of opportunity and sport and friends and I suppose community. 
yeah well I do think that like at that stage I was kind of I had a bit of a brick wall in swimming um and I was remember trying to like chase times for like Europeans and um, there was kind of junior Europeans at that time and EYOF and I wasn't getting those times and there was girls that kind of were getting the times or actually girls that were focusing more in school and didn't actually want to swim anymore so I lost like a lot of friends that way who didn't want to go training anymore or the ones that then got their times um, and I think for me even now like getting that little bit older and seeing the ones in the swimming clubs and stuff dropping off I think that's where I kind of want to try and come in and inspire those younger ones and be like try something new like or just go to swimming for fitness and for your friends like and try and like swimming especially because of those early mornings and then there's also like ones getting older and they want to go out partying which meaning they can't like go you know get up early in the morning you can't do that to your body and so yeah like I think that's where I'd like to try and inspire younger ones to keep going and do it for fitness whether you kind of don't want to compete at it anymore and like that like just keep like keep trying and keep training the important thing really is that you look at it more holistically that a lot of people are they're trying to study they're trying to race they're trying to train they're trying to hit numbers and targets across the board and we lose the fun element out of it all 100% yeah no I totally agree with you I think at that stage as well for me like I lost the fun out of it and that's when I did turn around like triathlon then became my savior but I I did turn around and I was like I don't want to do swimming anymore and I think that's okay and there are ones like there's a few little ones I've been like I say little ones with their 15 and stuff now but they're nearly little ones to me and they actually I've spoken to a few of them the ones that have kind of come to me and said like oh I'm going to give up and I'm just kind of like no like don't do it and I know there's a few that are actually looking to try try out triathlon and you know it, it's not for everyone it's just like it's hard and um, but there's also that an enjoyment kind of factor in it as well like you don't have to want to compete in it like there's nothing wrong with just wanting to get a bike or cycling for cake and all of that jazz yeah so oh, did you just say cycling for cake yeah yeah 100% <laughs> totally it's the only reason I cycle my bike and as far as I'm concerned if it's good enough for Nicholas Roach to go for a cycle for cake then it's good enough for me and you to be quite honest yeah yeah definitely cake <laughs> and a coffee and it's, it's nearly bad the fact that I literally know nearly all of the coffee shops and I'm like oh that one there does nice caramel eaters that one there does nice carrot cake but no no sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good <laughs> yeah we actually have a caramel slice trail uh, out here in the west out in Galway I can tell you where the best caramel slices are and they are generally where my 100k roots uh, end up <laughs> oh jeepers but it has to be done it has to be done so you at the age of 15 were picked up by the triathlon Ireland youth squad and then you joined Peninsula Tri Club coached by yeah. Chris Spears talk to me about how life changed when you started taking up triathlon oh flip like where did I start and um, I think just because I didn't have like a clue kind of where to start if you know what I mean like I was very much guided by the youth squad which is Stephen Delaney and Lynn Alger at that time um, I was guided by them until then I did come in contact with like Chris and Kerry Spears like they're my coaches now and like they're just like my other family to me I think just like it was kind of like learning how to ride a bike again because it's so different I remember the first time I rode my bike with cycling cleats on and like I fell off I, I generally fell off it just went splat like that's so that's already different and like running then so obviously triathlon you have the three and you kind of swim as a swimmer you bike as a biker and you run as a runner and like trying to fit all of that in and manage all of that as well because I was at GCSEs at that time so I think like then it was just kind of like learning whether I really wanted to do it whether I wanted to take it further and then when I found out that I actually was kind of a half decent little 16 year old triathlete then and like seeing this dream of what it could be in years to come and learning the fact that triathlons like it is a marathon and not a sprint and um, yeah I just think I was like excited to take it on and see where it is going to take me still um but now yeah my two coaches Chris and Carrie Spears they're unbelievable and they just yeah they keep me right and keep me on track <laughs> you're now 21 so you're six years into the sport really of triathlon going on seven years what is it that you love so much about it I love that it's hard and I love the rewards that you get out of it um, and I think because it is hard and um, I like inspiring those young ones like I said about the whole swimming thing um, and yeah like I can remember my first triathlon and I came it was in Sligo and I came across the line and I think I actually cried and said like this is the hardest thing I have ever done and I am quite like goal driven and stuff like that so like I really don't know I just love every little part of it 
you know, there are the days that you get and they're not all good and you maybe don't want to do a training session, but, you know, when you get it done, you're kind of like, well, there's another step towards your end goal, you know? So, yeah, no, I just, I do. I love every part of it, yeah. And I love competing and meeting new people and getting to see different places. And it's not all glamorous at the same time. Like, everyone thinks, like, you're getting to go to all these nice countries, but you don't actually get a lot of time there. You're kind of resting when you can, eating when you can, and then competing and fly home. Um, so yeah it is hard work behind the scenes that not everyone does see but you know it's for me it's the those little times that hard work pays off and I presume swimming is still your favorite or have biking and running <laughs> overtaken your passion for swimming oh flip well in the summer I love open water swimming I really do like whenever I started triathlon I actually got into open water swimming at the same time so oh, I don't know new swimming probably would be my favorite still Um, because at the end of the day that's where like I started and where my journey started but there's nothing better than going for like a long like a long run like along the coast and sometimes like my boyfriend or my dad will come with me or sometimes I'll go and they'll go with me on the bike and then sometimes like they'll run with Chris or like the grip or whatever like it's it's different Um, and then like cycling like I love a good, it's going to sound bad, but I love a good sweaty, hard turbo session or like a Zwift race. Like there's something so good. Like you feel so good after it. It's like, yeah, that's a good session. Well done. And I like, it's over so quickly, you know, like you're counting down the set. And no, I love that. And yeah, every, all three of them, I just love. And there's like the strengthening and conditioning part of it as well that not everyone sees um, because not everyone does it. Um, I'm lucky I have Sinai in Jordanstown at Ulster University. um, And the Institute are great there. Like, it helps with recovery and you know building up strength for like the bike and you know they're great up there as well and strength I love because you can kind of work towards little goals and that as well but yeah there's so much of it like I do love every part of it. Um, I love the way you mentioned absolutely killing yourself on Zwift and, and it's obviously different for you being an elite athlete but for us mere mortals I don't think I ever work as hard on the road uh, as I do when I'm on Zwift and I actually needed a puke bucket last night after the <laughs> WTRL race oh my god it take and there's no cake at the end of it there's absolutely no no cake um (laughs) it's lying down on the cold tiles dying trying to cool yeah (laughs) but it is great it is it is good um and also you mentioned which I never do and I'm so bold I have been really good now the last couple of weeks doing a bit more strength and conditioning and core but you are right when it does actually help in every other aspect of your training to have the solid foundations of a good strong core you're studying sports science in the University of Ulster, your final year. So you are working on your uh, dissertation at the moment. Are you allowed yeah. to tell us what your dissertation is on? Um, I'm kind of doing something nutrition wise at the moment. Yeah, I think it's still kind of in planning and trying to get last little bits in place. But I am sort of going through the nutrition side. What does a typical week look like for you now? Um, we are, you know, second week of February. The season is very quickly approaching what does it look yeah. like in terms of training, studying? What does a, a usual week look like? Well, because of like dissertation at the moment, it means we do have like reduced classes. And some of those dissertation classes are kind of online, which is so helpful here because it means I don't have to, you know, drive up to uni. And like that's, it's not, it's like an hour to get there than an hour of class and all of that jazz. So I think um, it's good that uni is mostly online. Um, so it gives me more time to train and relax and recover and eat swimming wise is all kind of in the morning so that kind of gets it done in the morning time it's maybe about like four or five times a week um, and then I try to get out in the bike um, outside if the weather flipping plays it right it's good probably maybe twice a week and then obviously I have my turbos and then running wise I try to do maybe like a track session but and then maybe like two long runs or another session again it's just it is kind of I don't want to peak too soon but then because we do have like races coming up pretty soon because again the Commonwealth Games qualifications coming up and it's trying to find that balance at the moment of when to peak Um, and then I have two strengthening conditioning sessions a week and yeah just the rest of the time I try and you know relax and then also study at the same time because as much as I love triathlon and it's a big part of my life, I also find that there's there has to be a downtime and um, there has to be those like those couple of like hours or a day that you have to recover and actually escape from it because you know this is a long journey for me and I want this to be in my life for a long time and hopefully I make like some sort of career out of it or whatever. But there has to be that downtime. And um, so I try to definitely plan like some sort of like adventure or a chill like time like away from it and um, but yeah 
Um, a typical week like it is busy and I don't have much time for anything else really <laughs> when you do make time for yourself what do you choose to do um well I I like going for brunch and I <laughs> that's like probably one of my favorite things um and I like going like walks and um, I sometimes although I am staying away from it at the moment I go out in the horses my mum just um but no, just in case anything happens, like it's unlikely that I would fall off, but just kind of staying away from that at the moment or like I'd go on like a little adventure with my boyfriend or something. Um, so yeah, or like family time. Sometimes I just need to relax. So like sometimes it's just nice to stick Netflix on and yeah, just relax. You talk about uh, making time for yourself, but during COVID, was it really hard to find that outside interest? Because, you know, it's just such a hard time for everybody in lockdown. Were you training more than you were getting downtime or was it hard to keep your focus or was it maybe easier to keep your focus? Yeah, well, I kind of just, as I said before, like I just tried to stay positive over lockdown because at the end of the day, there was nothing that we could do. It was out of our control. I kept in good contact, you know, with Sinai and Chris and Carrie, and I had the, those close contacts with me to kind of keep me right. And um, I tried to stay in like good routine with good nutrition. And I think I had, I was lucky that I had the pool in my back garden, you know, the blow up ones that kind of everyone was kind of getting into a trend with. So I had that. And I was also lucky that um, I kind of live in like with those fields and like you know country roads so I was lucky that I could kind of go out for a sneaky run if I could I know I probably shouldn't say that but you know everyone did whenever they could and I had fields which I was lucky around like at the end of the day like if it was there I might as well use it and then like the bike I just kind of turboed but yeah I just try to kind of stay on that kind of routine like downtime wise then I think we were so lucky with the weather as well that I just sat outside and used that time to kind of relax and it was good because then uni was kind of cancelled as well and then like I don't know I think it was horrible for everyone to go through but and I don't think I'd want to go through it again and luckily we won't ever have to um but we were all kind of in that situation and I think everyone had their different ways of doing things but I kind of just tried to stay positive and change a few things and work on things that maybe I couldn't work on like day to day every day anyway like stretching and stuff like that like I have now learned how and even though I've always known how important it was the fact that I've now literally made it like part of my day um, and seeing like how important it is um, yeah just little different things and spending time with like my mum and dad like obviously they were always in the house and so like seeing them like because now that I am going to be busy coming into race season and stuff like that like it was nice to still actually spend time with them and them actually and be able to talk about stuff you know and um, yeah like it is what it is I wouldn't go back but yeah it was I learned who I was as a person as well and um, and I worked like a lot on like my goals and actually what I want to do and nutrition as well like I was in contact with the nutritionist as well and she like changed little things and yeah it's just made me a like a better personal round to be honest yeah did it almost give you more time to focus on your big sporting goal and give you the space to really look at everything and say, right, this is really what I want to do. This is how I've got to go and get it. And now I have a, a plan in place to actually achieve it. Yeah, I think so. Because, I mean, there was no races, um, obviously, on and nobody really knew what was going to happen. Um, and again, like I had no race plan. So I think that was one of the hard things that kind of got me towards the end of lockdown. And that's when I kind of did have a bit of a downer, to be honest. Um, and because you kind of train throughout lockdown and then all of a sudden it just hits you and you're kind of like, what am I training for? You kind of forget about those angles that are so um, big and like special. And then you kind of forget about them. And then you it just hits you. Um, and that's when I did struggle a little bit to say like, what am I what am I training for and then whenever we started coming out of lockdown and I started finding out that I was getting to go to I think then it's like the likes of Hamburg I got to go to like I got a lineup there which is incredible to get a lineup but again it was kind of one of those ones was kind of hit and miss where it was incredible to be on such an amazing like start line with so many like incredible athletes but at the same time I got laughed out as well so it was kind of like not really the best race because I didn't do well as such but I was able to take a lot of things from that and um, but then like 
the fact that everything's starting to open now and we got to race last year lots like that's just made it like those bad days like better if you know what I mean and of course you made your debut last year as an elite <laughs> international athlete talk to me about that I know but that was really good because we kind of got like two races out of it for the two weeks and um, I knew obviously going to Kitsville and oh firstly like anybody that wants to go to Austria in the summer do it because like it was incredible like I've been lucky enough to go skiing a few times in Austria and like you're used to like loads and loads of snow and then landing and it being literally so green and I did say to one of the girls like how can the grass be so so green in the summer there whenever it has so much snow and then we get a tiny bit of snow here and the grass goes goes to mush and um, but no back to kind of the race and stuff like Kitsville was incredible like it was again like a big start line of loads of people and it was like uh, a few days of um different races uh sorry super sprint races and it was semi-final and final um which I was lucky enough to get into those and then the week later um we drove yeah Stephen drove us up to um Volshi or Volshi or whatever it was um, and we did the European Aquacon Championships there and like firstly I think going into it I knew that it was probably going to be a huge strength for me the swim and um, it was a lake swim as well and like the weather was good so it was pretty flat and I think because I hadn't raced like internationally at a an aquathon like I was just taking everything in my stride and like just trying to focus on myself as well like throughout the race I knew there was obviously elites we were starting as much as it was broken up into under 23 and elite like I knew then kind of where I would be and like with everybody and I remember like getting out of the water and I was like I'm like literally and like for, there was both of us one of the other Italian girls and I was like I'm literally like in a medal position here if I can just keep running and don't look back then you you can do this um and I think as well we drove the run course just before um because we obviously drove from Kitsville we were there like a little bit earlier so we also had all day to spend in the back of the van um, and we drove the run course and it was like just one big 5k lap and there was a few hills in the back from what I can remember and throughout that run like as soon as I got out of the water I just I literally just ran and when I said that like I don't look back I literally didn't look back I just kept running and then there was the last kind of 1k and it was a little bit downhill and then you kind of went through like a little foresty bit towards the end before you came down towards the finish and shit and I actually got a stitch I knew I was in second at this point oh sorry I was in third and Stephen was actually at kind of the 1k uh, left marker to go 4k marker sorry and I literally held my side and I was like is this going to be all over like I'm literally in medal like position here like what am I going to do and I don't give up so like for me like the, I can actually still remember like this flipping stitch that I had like it was so bad like, it was just like you know sometimes even when you like grab it like it makes it worse and that's what Stephen kept saying he was like don't don't like leave go of your side leave go of your side just keep going and I, I did because like I wanted that medal like the fact that I knew I had it and I didn't want to look back like I wanted the medal so bad and um, so yeah whenever I came across the line like, I like don't think I could like believe it and then I just remember like ringing like everyone at home and like I was upset because like as much as like it was only an episode like just the past year and all the hard work like I said like these bad times like just when it all comes together it's so rewarding for not only not only me but like everyone who supports me on on the daily like Chris and Carrie, mum and dad and boyfriend and Sinai and and Triathlon Ireland as well like to come in with the medals so yeah I know even now it's sitting like I have a it's kind of a cool little medal thing in my like turbo room where I do my turbos and like I just see that medal all the time and even though it wasn't an aquathon medal but like at the end of the day like it's my European medal and like it just sits there and like whenever I'm doing a turbo like I just kind of look at it and like that's what hard work is and you know like it is those little things that kind of help you keep like driving towards the end goals but yeah last year was incredible and just yeah just in general like it's those little things that kind of keep you going I think you're gassed because you've said twice it's only an aquaton medal but it's actually <laughs> a European triathlon aquathlon championship medal bronze <laughs> medal in the elite women and a silver medal in the under 23 women's race I mean that's incredible 
I know, I know. I think whenever you do say it like that, you kind of like, oh, I didn't mean to say it like that. No, but what um, I'm saying is that you're being so <laughs> humble that it's, you're saying it's only an aquathon, but actually it's on an international stage and you brought home yeah. a bronze medal in the elite women's race and a silver medal in the under 23s. I mean, going into that race, did you have a clue that you would do so well? Like I speak to my coach before my races and I speak to mom and dad and everything. And I think like looking at the start list, I was like, I have like raced some of these girls before. And I knew where my swim was at at that time. I knew I was kind of on form. But then some of those girls didn't race the triathlon like the week before. Some of those girls also hadn't spent like four hours in the back of the van, like just chilling. Um, so I think like, I don't know, I just went in like open-minded and like whatever would be, would be. But in I think somewhere, like I'll be honest, somewhere in the back of my mind, it's like, this is possible. Like it's definitely anything's possible if you put your mind to it and your body to it I guess but yeah whenever I think about it like I just kind of go like smiley like at the end of the day yeah no it is a European medal and like I'm so delighted still just to to get it and it's good and I just kind of keep working towards another one hopefully. (laughs) Absolutely Uh, I want you to tell me a little bit about doing the elite women's enduro format race in the Super League that's something that we haven't really heard an awful lot about over here obviously Super League is massive in triathlon but it was an enduro format so tell us a little bit about that because it is very very exciting yeah so it was in uh, I did one in Jersey and then I also did one in Malta um Malta was my favorite because I got into the semi-final with the elite and at that stage I was kind of like wow like this is Sophie Caldwell beside me like Katie Safiris and I was actually in the holding room with all of them at that stage and firstly in the morning which was the junior one to qualify for that like I remember walking back to the hotel with mum I was like mum I'm actually going to be racing these girls and then that afternoon and there was tv cameras and there was everything and it was kind of like wow like these athletes and then you kind of I think it's like what every athlete kind of says you forget that I'll say we we're all real people and like we're all approachable like we're not just those people you see on Instagram or the TV on the WTS races like we're real people and I think actually some of them well all of them basically like they were so approachable and they actually kind of looked after me if you know what I mean as well as whenever you went onto the start line like game face was on like we were all there to race each other but um that kind of format like it was really fun at that time again like it was all about learning for me it still is but at that time like I was literally I hadn't really been racing that many like European standard triathlons and it's obviously broken up from what I can remember and it's obviously like the swim bike run and swim bike run I think for me it was at that race and it's all broken up into like a mini mini triathlon and it kind of like it kind of worked for me I really enjoyed it and it was something so different Um, and like going from that run to swim was like the weirdest feeling ever and I had practiced it before I well that was before Jersey and before I went and you know when you have those weird jelly legs and you go from bike to run like it's the like I can't even describe it like it's the weirdest feeling like going from run to swim you just feel like jelly all over and so no that was really good and like Malta was definitely like an incredible place to to race like it was just so nice with all the boats and it was such good weather and Jersey was the same but we were caught in really bad weather that year just the Super League stuff is is crazy because I think it's so important to so many people now especially because there's a lot of money involved as well but it's just a little bit of fun at the same time and um, so yeah no I would love I said I would love 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 to do that again because it was it is just so much fun and um, it's a good laugh yeah and you also did the mixed relay European championships as well was that last year yeah, that was in Kitzbühel. Uh, we did enter one for Hamburg, but the way it worked, we ended up getting like lapped out. So, but yeah, knew that one in Kitzbühel we did last year. That was so much fun. That was like my first time actually properly doing a relay. I was third to go. So yeah, like it's again, like it's just fast and furious. Like you were dead at the end of it. It was really warm as well because we had already raced the individual, like the heat semi-finals and final then so we'd already technically done three races so all of us were knackered and I think like as a team like we were also supportive of each other and I think yeah it was me to go first and then Ian 
and then myself and then Sabian I think that was the order but I remember like coming across the line like the way it works like you have to tap the next person to go on the on the shoulder and then they go so you run back onto the blue carpet if you're that person and I remember running through and like seeing Sabian I was like get me back to like get me back to Sabian because like honestly yeah it's it's just so brittle like you just have to run there's just no like you just have to keep going um, and I remember coming across the line it was just so so hard and like yeah no it's it's a really good race as well like it's just so the environment as well with it is class because yeah there's just so many athletes and everyone's cheering for different countries so yeah no it's really good as well it's fast and furious <laughs> and do you ever get nervous or maybe you do get nervous and how do you deal with the nerves um yeah no I get good like good nerves before a race and um, I think it's kind of good to get nervous because it's a little like it hypes you up and gets you going I think as well at European races like for anyone who's like watched it as well you know the parts of the Caribbean like theme tune that they play beforehand I actually love it like it just like I don't know what way to describe it like it just gets you going like I get excited like there's that kind of like good nervous like oh there's the there's the part of the Caribbean theme music um but yeah no I really love it so that's kind of like the good nerves sort of thing and then I mean if there was something to go wrong I'd probably get like nervous beforehand but I think it's about controlling like nerves as well at the end of the day I think if I wasn't a little bit nervous there'd be something wrong <laughs> um but yeah no I think the good nerves always um and it's like good to get good nerves even before like a home race or even before a park run or something like that I guess it's a little bit like oh we're racing <laughs> so yeah on the Swift race <laughs> yeah <laughs> you get those like good little nervous butterflies <laughs> and then when you cross the finish line um how do you celebrate as in, do you, what do you do to treat yourself after a race, whether you've had a good race or maybe not so good race? How do you look after yourself afterwards? Oh, um, I don't know. That's a hard one. Probably like oh, a nice dinner or something like that. And it's maybe like the, the next day or so, because we're usually shattered after a race. Probably maybe a pizza or something if we were away. I guess it's something quick and easy. And probably brunch. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Probably just relax and like see what I feel like doing. Um, there's no real like oh, we've got to celebrate or anything like that. Um, I know I went for dinner when I came home after the Europeans. Yeah, no, nothing really special. It's just sometimes not, if it's a, an away race, sometimes it's nice just to get home and see everybody and some time with like the animals and the family and stuff like that. Um, yeah, but there's no real celebrations as such. But yeah, just a nice dinner or something. Now, I know we've talked about some of the highlights of your racing experience so far, but I know you've also had to deal with some injuries along the way. Uh, talk yeah. us through maybe some of those and how you've bounced back from them or how you dealt with them. Being injured when you're a, a full-time or an elite athlete can be quite hard on the brain and the body. Yeah, I think like injuries are definitely one of those things like they're, they are bound to sort of happen. Like you can kind of go through everything to limit you getting an injury. I think somewhere along your journey, you might get something small, like a little niggle here and there. You might end up with an actual injury. And um, unfortunately, I have um, had like injuries along my journey so far. Like I've had a stress fracture and you kind of learn from it as well at the same time. And um, it's hard at the time. You're like, why has this happened? And I think everything happens for a reason. Even I slip back like to COVID. Like if I have had COVID this sort of last week, and if I didn't have it, I wouldn't have already started all of my uni work and got a good go on that. So I've kind of put it down, like, you know what, Erin, everything happens for a reason. But back, sorry, back to like an injury. Um, yeah, I think like you, you kind of can't stop it. Like if it's going to happen, um, it's hard whenever you go on social media and during that time you might not be able to go for a run and then you're seeing somebody has just done an Instagram reel of a really cool run that they've done or something like that. And that is hard on the brain. Um and I think you've just kind of got to listen to your body at that stage and let it fix itself and there's like a lots of other things that you can do like whenever I had my stress fracture like I was able to kind of maybe focus on swimming a bit more and a bit more like upper body strength and um, my stress fracture was in my in my leg at that time my shins yeah like it is hard and I've also had times where I've been in hospital like I ended up with um, my appendix out I had a, a Another time I had my cyst on my stomach and I've also been in twice for like suspected meningitis. And that was a year of Dublin City Triathlon. I think that must have been maybe 2017. 
and at that stage you think that see when you can't race you think your life's over honestly like you think like everything is is bad and I can remember actually watching the live stream I think you were there as well at that time doing the commentary and then it must let me think yeah it must have been 2017 or 2018 okay it is really hard because you just want to do it then and there and I think that's when I was told by like my best friend who also does my nails all the time (laughs) and so yeah my best friend who is Bethy first she's a Paralympian swimmer she always says to me that if you didn't want to do a session like what would you do if you couldn't do it tomorrow so then that kind of always like drives me to like get your session done when you can and because I think like what would happen if I was injured tomorrow you just sit there and think like what if I had done that session and now I'm injured type thing but I think there's a lot of things you can do to prevent an injury and also if you do get an injury to not make it as bad as it is but yeah I think it's just about staying positive and just remembering the end goals and what what will get you there in the end. I think sometimes with an injury as well, it makes you when you get back to sport, it makes you realize how grateful you are to be able to do the sport. And I suppose it's different yeah. for us as age, for me or and the, and the listeners as age group athletes that like we get to do this for fun. Uh, slightly different scenario when you're getting to do it for your career <laughs> and, and focusing on a long career as a professional athlete. I did get some questions coming in from the audience. But before I go to those, one of the questions I want to ask you, Erin, is in relation to supporting young girls and young boys in sport coming through now what sort of advice you might give to those athletes coming through and to their parents because at this point at a younger point maybe between the ages of 12 to 18 parents have such a huge influence on what their kids are doing so you know if we've got anybody listening who's got some aspiring young potential international athletes what would you say is the best piece of advice to give to them? I think to make sure you actually enjoy it and to realize that it's uh, a marathon and not a sprint and um, and I think like if you don't enjoy it then there's kind of not a lot of point in putting in the hard work because it is such a hard sport um, and it is time consuming and you know and it's not cheap either and um, to kind of throw that in and um, but I think yeah my my main thing would be to like enjoy your sport because I enjoy every moment of it even though there are the good days and bad days um, but yeah, enjoyment is one of the main things because you get to meet so many people like, along your journey um, and yeah, you like learn about yourself as a person as well. So yeah, and it's so good for your head and meeting new people and stuff. So yeah, make sure you enjoy it. Erin, we had lots of people uh, ask questions on our Instagram page. So I'm going to start with Duathlon Dermot. Erin, <laughs> why Aquathon and not Duathlon? Would competing in Duathlon not be more beneficial? Well, I think because I came from a swimming background, um, I can kind of use swimming as my strength as well. Um, I love doing duathlons in the winter because um, it's like good winter training and prep for races for the summer. Um, but I think, yeah, I just had the opportunity to do the Aquathlon Championship. So yeah, give that a go instead. Yeah. Any race, anywhere, anytime, Erin will be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. Uh, Patrice Holmes says, what advice would you give to a new triathlete? Firstly, just to take every opportunity as it comes and um, probably like, yeah, just get, get just get into it and give it a go and see what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are and just train hard. Yeah. Patrice also asks, is it hard to juggle college and training? Yes, it is sometimes because there is like a lot of work to do. And I think at the moment, because I am doing my dissertation, like it is it is important but also the fact that I do see triathlon like in my life is so important as well. I do just try to find that balance and um, between like work as well, because I'll throw that in. Like I do have to work to pay some things as well, college and then training. I think I use then training as an escape from college and then college, a kind of escape from training. I just, I want to do so well in all of them that I kind of just make it work it is hard but I just try to make it work <laughs> and were you always so driven even in school as a kid were you always really driven yeah I'd say so probably or not probably definitely more driven in sport like I've been lucky whereas like I do try hard in like education and stuff and I've been lucky that I've had good grades and all of that jazz but I think sport wise has definitely been somewhere where I've been driven a lot and I think whenever I got school work to do I just got it done like immediately I remember those homework diaries that used to get in school 
and they used to have the wee done tick mark and I just remember every time I got a homework I got done and I got it done quickly so that it was either done for the weekend or done for that week and so that I could go training or whatever and I think as a sport whether it was swimming or ice dancing or or triathlon now like I think it has made me such like an organized person and those things then because it takes up a lot of time like I just try to do everything when it comes and just try and stay organized that way it is a juggle sometimes and there has been tears as well like to be honest and like it it is just about getting it done and trying to manage everything so yeah and of everything that you've achieved in your 21 years of your life to date what would you say you're most proud of probably becoming like just in general like Results wise, probably my European medal um, at the Aquathon, but in general, just learning about myself as a person and becoming like more organized and in general, like trying to inspire like younger people because I've been inspired by people. Like, I just try to be happy as well, um, if that makes sense, and be a good person. Yeah, see where life goes and focus on my goals, especially during lockdown where. I was able to focus on myself and actually learn about myself as a person as well. I love it. It's, it's just, it, you're just telling us that you want to be the very best version of yourself. Yeah, really. I just, yeah, because I think as well, like there's a difference sometimes between Aaron the athlete and Aaron the person. Like I am as hard as nails when I'm training, like I want the best, like I train really, really hard. But then whenever like I am not training or maybe not like doing triathlon as such, like I do like to go shopping I do like to get my nails done like there's the kind of girly version of Erin and there's always like those two different people and I think like together as one like I just want to focus on being me. Uh, another question for you and this time it's from Aidan McDonnell he says any tips for getting out of a training motivation rush and this might help all of us. Probably like just make sure that you have a goal so try and find a goal whether it's small big or whether it's a few weeks away a few months down the line like just try and focus on that one goal or a few goals and train towards that and again that thing that I sometimes use for motivation like what if you couldn't do it tomorrow so like what if that was suddenly taken away from you like what would you do and it's sort of like as much as I hate to say it's sort of like an emotional blackmail to yourself like like what happens if you don't do it now like what happens if you couldn't do it tomorrow type thing so yeah I kind of use that sometimes Um, and again like always your end goal so like for me is hopefully like come up games or the Olympics and yeah we'll see but yeah no definitely just try and stay motivated even sometimes little quotes in your training room that sometimes helps as well very good now you briefly mentioned the Commonwealth Games so tell me (laughs) what are the plans for the future what are you hoping for I know Birmingham isn't that far away what is the situation with the Commonwealth Games Commonwealths are in July and this year and at the moment there is only one space so that's literally one space like not for one male one female one space and I think there's like a few athletes um up north like and we all we all want to go and at the moment that one space is only on offer so there'll be a few early races at the start of the season I think the first one's five five weeks away in France and all being well that'll go ahead I think that the nomination and criteria has been set now that I think we just all kind of have to see what happens and try and build point here and there to see what happens and I think like as much as there only is that one space at the moment like I think all of us like I'd speak from all three of us we've just all got to keep chasing like the goal for ourselves. I want to go like so so much so like I'm just going to keep focusing and training hard and try and do my best in those races but yeah hopefully there is two spaces and for us to for a few of us to go but at the moment it is only that one space and then of course Paris is only two years away is that on the cards as well 100% and yeah it's going to be hard it's definitely definitely not going to be easy but definitely my lifestyle will probably change a little bit as well for then and we've got a lot of points to points to chase going to be a different journey in itself and but I'm really looking forward to that and again that's my end goal so yeah I'm just going to keep going towards that. Now you mentioned quite a few times about uh, wanting to be an inspiration for younger people and that you've been inspired by others uh, throughout your triathlon journey so my question for you and it's my final question who have been the biggest inspirations in your life is there one individual or maybe there are a couple of people that maybe have inspired you to go chase your goals and dreams in sport? I think there always is that like there's those few people as athletes that inspire you and like triathletes or other swimmers and stuff but I think for me like the people that 
are close to me at home and inspire me like my mum and dad like they have supported me the whole way through this journey and will continue to and so like they inspire me and then my two coaches like I'm so close with them and again they inspire me in a different way because I want to do well for myself but also because they've helped me so much like I want to inspire them and my friends and like my boyfriend around me again the same thing like they help me in so many different ways and everyone comes together and it's that one team so they inspire me every day to like do well or to do my training and I think like that end goal will also as much as it's going to be like 99% a reward for me but that also like kind of 1% will be for them as well but for inspiring like younger people like it's the ones below me that I have already heard and I kind of I'm not very good at explaining sort of things I guess but I'm only 21 and I have so many years had in triathlon and for younger ones to come to me already to be like hello Erin like I remember I was at a competition at home and um, not that long ago and a few little ones came up to me and asked me for a photograph and I was kind of like for me that's like something I would have done to like maybe like an older twin like a high-end 20 year old but I was like I'm only 21 and they want a photograph of me and I think that that's so special to like for them to come up and it's kind of like whenever I think maybe it's more photographs now but before it's maybe like autographs or whatever and like for them to be doing that now I think it's just really special and it's kind of like it's just really really nice and I do want to inspire younger ones and I do also want to inspire older people as well my mum says to me like I'm like her inspiration as well because like I managed to find time for everything. Just everyone around me and those people close to me are definitely my my biggest inspiration, as well as those ones that have done well in different sports. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I wish you all the best thank of you. luck with the journey towards the Commonwealth Games and to Paris 2024. And I look forward to seeing what unfolds for the 2022 season ahead. Sure, God knows where you'll end up this year. <laughs> I know. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can get in touch with any feedback or guest suggestions by emailing me on trytalkingsport at gmail.com. You can follow all of our activities and podcasts on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram. Pop by, say hi, let me know what you think of the show. And if you are new to Try Talking Sport, please do check out some of our previous episodes. You will be both impressed and inspired by our guests. Finally, be sure to sign up to our new e-zine featuring articles of interest, some great discounts and the inside track on supporting your triathlon and endurance sport journey, wherever it may take you. Sign up on www.trytalkingsport.com. It takes 30 seconds and I promise I won't bombard your inbox with emails, just the important stuff. Until next time, stay safe, keep smiling and remember to look for fun and adventure in every day.